Right. But anyway. <clears throat> All right, welcome. Oh, it's the Olas. big night. It's the big night. It's Olas. the it's the fourth annual Movie Schmovie Awards. Can we put some like fake like like some light bulb flashing off like red well, I always put applause. in I always put in some kind of uh, you know it's like I rip off a different piece of John Bryan music and I throw in some fake applause. Okay. Okay. Cool. This is the fourth annual Schmovie Awards. And the home of the Schmovie Awards obviously is Movie Schmovie. Yes. And this is episode 157. Yeah, wow. it's getting up there. And uh, <laughs> it's the annual so Schmovie Awards. And yeah. this is uh, lots of great movies to be able to look over this beautiful list that uh, Price Walker House Schmooper mm-hmm. put together for us. Yes. And uh, some really exciting and fun categories. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's... <laughs> It's a, we come in at the tail end of the awards season, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When people have thought there's not going to be any more significant action on the awards front. I'm going to they, what they they wipe off the the dry erase board that had the Oscar pool on it, and you know there's so many people out there that have a Golden Globes pool, Steve. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, you know I think a lot of times when they do that, they wipe the Oscars off, and I think most of the time now people say, hey, keep that board clean because mm-hmm. the Schmovie Awards are coming up. Mm-hmm. So what do you think it means to a movie, Ronald, uh, to get the the sort of the the bump from the Schmovie Awards? Sales go up two hundred percent. You think it's so? been proven? It's been proven. Yeah, it's been proven. Don't don't check our numbers on that. We've done that. We've already yeah. run this. You could just trust us on yeah, that. Yeah, just one. trust us. Uh, there is some currency to it. Yeah. Now, when you see Blu-rays get made, you see uh, movie Schmovie approved. Yes. And I yes. feel like, like that a seal that we provided them. Just because yeah. it's a sticker we printed up and we put on these things aftermarket when they're already in the store. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter that we've walked around the store with a label sheet, <laughs> yeah. peeling them off and putting them on. Yeah. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. It means a lot. I one time went to Target and I got them to demo a printer for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually got them to demo a label sheet for me as oh, well. And so I printed wow. out labels at Target. And I stickered the movies. Did you take your own label sheet or did you talk them into opening one No, I basically said, I I don't know if I'm ready to make this kind of a purchase without seeing what kind of label sheets you got. (laughs) Just cracked them open for you. I was just at a Royal Farms and a kid was about to get a movie. And I was like, hey, yes, that's movie movie approved. He said, what? (laughs) Now this changes the goddamn game. Was that a Redbox type of thing? Or where was he getting the movie? He's a Redbox. He's right outside. Is it one of the the Redboxes with the curtain around it? Yeah. Did you like pop up? (laughs) Did you pop up underneath the curtain? It was a sunny day. I kind of want to do that to somebody. When I see they're about to pick the Fantastic Four, I want to kind of like, don't do it. Don't do it. You're making a mistake. This has been movie schmovie disapproved. Fuck this movie. Yeah. We need a scratch and sniff sticker that smells like a fart to put or on. Or John's bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I destroy on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. There's a very, but in the end, it's just a very elaborate system that we go through to mm-hmm. come up with these categories, mm-hmm. to award these films with the honor that they will walk away with this mm-hmm. evening. Yes. And uh, you are correct, both of you, in that there is a currency to this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it means a lot. Um, no, no matter what anybody else says. No, a lot of people does. have been waiting for this, and so finally everyone, including most people in Hollywood, mm-hmm. can breathe a sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't actually check to see if our nominees are any more diverse than Oscars this year. I actually took notice, and, yes. and they are they are more diverse than okay, the Oscars right. this year. I, I do see some 
some um, lots of uh, representation on this list. Yes. Right. Um, I see lots of genres. Yeah. I see lots of genders, mm-hmm. races, I, everything. Everything. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Um, there's always room for improvement. As always. And we are yes. actively yep. working on this. You know, mm-hmm. we're growing. Mm. We're adapting. <laughs> and uh, Hashtag schmovie so diverse. That's yeah. going to catch on for sure. <laughs> of course it, it will. Yes. It yes. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know. Do you want to just jump into this? Well, Anything I was thinking, you want to say? In the tradition of all great award shows, do we have snacks? We do. Holy wow. shit. Wow. I love how you didn't mention that before we started recording because I just got a bag full of snacks. <laughs> oh, I like the rumbling. <laughs> oh, you'll hear lots of rumbling. <laughs> Oh, man. See, award shows, they, they all have a different way that they pad for time. Our way that we pad for time is that we eat snacks at the beginning. <laughs> oh, man. I got so little, many good stuff. Little snackies. So, first off is a bag of Ocean City Famous Fisher's Popcorn. Oh. So, you can just go ahead and Holy help crap. yourself there. Gluten-free, no preservatives, handmade. Nice. I also have a bag of Mrs. Thinster's Cookie Thins, sea salt caramel. They're mm. healthy. I've heard, <laughs> and may not be as bad as normal cookies. And then my final submission for your approval is Snack Factory's Pretzel Crisp Dark Chocolate Crunch, which um, I'm a huge fan of dark chocolate. I'm not sure if you are, nor do I care, because I will eat them. Um, hey, the guy who brings the snacks gets to decide. This yeah, kind of right? If he knows how to open the bag. This Fisher... Packaging is very nice. Yeah, yeah it it's like the Aren't little they normally one, in like the big. Yeah, they, this is the little one that they sell like in the convenience stores now. Wow. You notice that everything is moving towards the, the Ziploc bag with the tear off these mm-hmm. days. Have so much so that some companies have moved to that, but they haven't got a good, <laughs> good seal, a good bag supplier yeah. yet because like you rip the bag in a funny way trying to get it down yep. to the. Yep. Like Morningstar Farms products. I don't know if you ever eat any of that stuff. Yeah. No. Texturized vegetable protein. They've started doing the little bag. Oh, no. What words did you just say? The texturized vegetable protein. Isn't that what that stuff is called? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I never heard. It sounds like you work. For I just them. heard like vegetarian. <laughs> I was very specific. But like they have a. They they need to get a new bag supplier. Mm. Not not so good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know people are loving this. Snackies. So, I mean, what's the feedback so far and what you guys have had? Realistically, this should be our most accessible episode because it's, it moves at it's a fast food. clip. Yeah. It's got it's got lots of fun categories. But we, we like to now change that by adding about 10 minutes of us crunching into microphones mm-hmm. at the beginning. Let's do it. <laughs> and I'm assuring you, it tastes as good as it sounds. Oh, it mm-hmm. must. It must. Yeah. If you have misophonia out there, you've, you've quit listening already, but... <laughs> So I, I enjoyed uh, the Fisher's popcorn. It had a nice, uh, mm. nice cookies are really good crunch too. to it. Aren't they good? So Dude, good. they're like they're like good cookies. No artificial really flavors, colors, preservatives. There's corn syrup, nut and algae. Oh wow! Friendly, non-GMOs. Dude, Mrs. Thinsters. Really good. This is the special cookie, sea salt caramel. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. That yeah, Mrs. Thinster. Mrs. Thinster's got it going on. So, yeah, I mean, feel free to help yourself throughout the award show. This is the... Uh, Again, just like a snack. regular award show, the people reading and presenting the awards will be snacking frequently. This is just this is one of the ways we... It's a nod towards professionalism, I like. Oh, yeah. Sorry about all the bag movement. So good. <clears throat> I should have put them in a bowl or something. Well, that's fine. Next year. Fifth <laughs> annual. 
Do either of you like dark chocolate? I'm not a not pretzel sure. fan. Not a pretzel fan. Not pretzel. Not try, about try, try a little piece. Right. Even if you don't like, it's just got this like really nice like crunch with the chocolate. Oh, it's good. Okay. They're very thin too, so it's not too much pretzel. Right, right. That chocolate is good. Mm. There's no denying that. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically the annual thing where we basically just take a moment and just eat. <laughs> no. We just reset and eat. Mm-hmm. Which mm. I'm fine with, absolutely. I like it. All right. Guys, again, help yourself. We'll recharge throughout this show. Mm. We all have drinks as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, so, yeah, well, let's... Let's get it started. Let's get right into it. So, Once again, all results were tabulated within minutes before starting to record this episode by the firm of Price Walkerhouse Schmooper. <laughs> I checked the math twice. I'm very confident in these results. I think we've got. We're, I, I just can tell both of you guys we got a good show in store for these people. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'll let you know at the end if I agree. Right. <laughs> Our first category. For the fourth annual Schmovie Awards. We'd like to start with a big one. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We, we'd jump right out. Right. Um, a movie that we all talked about mm -hmm. um, at the end of our end of year list. And multiple films from these these nominees were included in these lists as well. Right. So whose year was it? The Ex Machina edition. Now, whose year was it is traditionally given to a person who basically just was in a lot of shit that year. And or just was really good this year. Yeah. Like, you know, not only just quantity of things mm -hmm. at least this is how i've done my ratings not just the quantity of films they put out but looking across that that sea of films sea of output was good stuff okay so you know we're talking that. about quantity and quality our first nominee is uh mr oscar isaac not only was in ex machina but was also in star wars the force awakens mojave and show me a hero the tv series Second nominee is uh, Donnell Gleason, who is in Ex Machina, also in Star Wars The Force Awakens, The Revenant, and Brooklyn. To note, all four of the films that that actor starred in this year were all Oscar-nominated films. Wow. Holy crap. And our final nominee is Alicia Vikander, Ex Machina, Burnt, The Danish Girl, and The Man from U.N.C.L.E. An Oscar winner. Oscar-winning actress. Right. Yes. Crazy. Very, very important. It, what was funny about this category was when I started off, I was just going for a regular who you, whose year was it, and I actually had all three of those actors on the list before I realized they were all in that, there. That it, that, so that's when I decided, okay, anybody else that I might have wanted to throw in, like Idris Elba or anybody else that maybe was in a lot this year, uh, I thought no. No, no. no, no. This is this good. is the this X is Machina edition. Yeah, it deserves it. It deserves it. All right, John, and our winner is the movie goes the to movie the first. Schmovie of the fourth annual Schmovie Awards goes to <laughs> Poe Dameron, <laughs> also known as Oscar Isaac. Mm. I do feel like he arrived in a sense this year. Like I felt like that he went from that guy to household name somehow for a lot of people. Yeah. And I don't know what I honestly think. A lot of it had to do with the dance scene in Ex Machina. I mean, I've loved him. But that dance scene in Ex Machina is the moment when I was like, okay, yeah, this guy's a star. This yeah. guy's like, this little moment that shouldn't have even been a moment some, suddenly is like the most memorable thing about a film to me. You yeah. Know? Definitely the, one of the best scenes in that film. Yeah. I would have to say that I think, I mean, I don't know how you could ever argue against Star Wars. Right. 
letting someone arrive. No, that's true. You know what I mean? In terms of just like the mass appeal, the recognizability. Okay, maybe, of, you know, what, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is like his other work has teed up this moment. Oh, absolutely. Where him being in a Star Wars movie was like the final the final absolutely, piece. That now, that now people mention him when you're supposed to Would know Would you say that is. his force has awakened? I would say that the force is surrounding him. Around him, okay. yes. I like it. I like it. Okay. So I guess I'm doing the next category. Yes, this next... <laughs> Fit it in between the cookies. <laughs> the cookies are so good. Okay, this is the inaugural. The Ronald James Loves Remakes Awards for Most Tolerable Remake. And the nominees are Fantastic Four, Cinderella, Point Break, Poltergeist, and Knock Knock. And the winner... Add John to down. <laughs> is Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> Cinderella. <laughs> Cinderella, everyone. Directed by Kenneth Branagh, correct? Correct. In a film I really liked a lot. And, and as sort of kicking off this thread of all these Disney these remakes. Live action remakes. So what do we think about that trend? Particularly the Disney. I mean, I know we've talked about remakes before. But what do we think about this trend? Like Disney's now got Jungle Book coming up, which yeah. we all three, I think, agree looks pretty good. Haven't seen that much from Pete's Dragon, but I think you and I both felt like we got suckered in pretty hard by the yeah. kind of E.T. vibe yes. that the trailer has. I am fine with it. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, the remake conversation we always have. I'm already in, but being a huge, ginormous Disney fan, I think that these live-action movies, while they're retelling a story that we already know in most ways, it's a, I, I don't know, I it's just a different perspective of it. Like yeah. I would say, let me see two or three of them, mm-hmm. and as long as they're of the quality that Cinderella was, um, I don't I don't really see them failing any of them. Because mm. I mean, arguably, Cinderella is maybe one of their most classic <laughs> stories, but some of the properties that they're working on now. Including like the Beauty and the Beast one, they're making and, a Beauty. Yeah, movie. and you know these are like these are some of the biggest Disney properties out there. Right. There's a Dumbo in, in action. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm I, it makes me curious to see what they can do after. I was a little hesitant, but um, Cinderella was great, so I'm I'm all about it. Cool. I mean the fact that most of the movies that they're remaking came out. For the sixties, <laughs> I think we have a you very I mean? jaded like idea about remakes. I think that nuts. throughout film history and throughout, like, there have been these different reinterpretations of things. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think sometimes calling something a remake rather than kind of a reinterpretation, it's like there is a there's a fine line there. Right, right. right. But I think that yeah, it, there's been enough time. If you're going to look at Huge like we were, we were talking last time about the Ghostbusters remake and how so yeah. many people are not letting go of the fact that there's a 32 year old film that's getting remade. That might be different. Right. Um, but I think that, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's down to the quality of the films, as silly as it is to say that. But, you know, that if there's nothing wrong with the idea of a remake if they actually do something interesting with it. So, yeah. But it is Disney, and it is like, let's figure out how to make money. I mean, right now they're great at figuring out how to make money out of properties properties that are already sitting there. You know, between the Muppets yeah. and between Marvel and between Star, Star Wars, Wars and all that stuff. Like, they are the experts of taking something that already has some kind of cultural capital and, and like, somehow... I mean, I, I would say my, my personal opinion is actually applying some kind of quality control to that and yeah. producing something that 
I mean, I think I've talked about this on the show before, that like it behooves them to do a good job with it because yeah. if they don't, they won't make as much money going forward. That's a pretty logical thing to think, yeah. right? But right. you know what I mean? Like, I think Absolutely. you can be cynical about it and say they're I just totally going to churn it out and get something out in theaters, but I think they're taking care with these properties. And the, that's the, the reality, though, is like if you're looking at, you know, we talk about box office all the time, but if you look at what Disney's making money off of, mm-hmm. I mean, with the exception that, you know, we just talked about Zootopia last time, it's franchise. It's remakes. It's reboots. It's whatever. You know, the Muppets, the Star Wars, the Marvel, these Disney, uh, you know, live action ones that they're trying out. Where they're not doing so well is some of these original properties. So, like, they've kind of got this lockdown on yeah. how to keep these franchises going, which is why they're always trying to find that next franchise. Well, speaking of that next franchise, the next, next award category is kind of a related category to the subject of remakes. And it was a topic that came up a lot around this film. So there's a category called, What the Hell is Star Wars The Force Awakens? Some people thought it was a great movie. Some people thought it was too much like the original movies. I heard a lot of words tossed around about this film. So the choices are, as far as the way to categorize Star Wars Episode Seven, right. do, do we think it's more of a rehash or a reboot or a retread or a remodel? Or a return, or a return, if we want to put it that way, or a requel. And the winner is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Is a return. Suck on it, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> we all liked it. It was a great movie. It is a bit of a re remake, like nestled inside a sequel. But I'm fine with that. Taking a property that's been around that long and making it making it relevant to contemporary audiences yeah. by reminding people that loved the thing for years about what made it good and kind of reintroducing those concepts to new audience members. I know a lot of people didn't like that, and I'm sure you did too. There's a lot of criticism. Just yeah. It went from like a pretty well-received movie to a movie that everyone seemed to be going like, Wait a second. Well, yeah. it's too much like A New Hope. But I, I, I personally didn't find that to be a detriment to the film at all. I mean, I think that going forward... I want to see some some new I some like new the, scenes like... and some new stories, but I thought they did a really good job of of just queuing up everything that was great about Star Wars and kind of putting it on display. I like the requel word more though. I'm you do? Saying, yeah. All right. I feel like if you just mash up remake and sequel, mm-hmm. you have a requel. Yeah. 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 So obviously, I think you guys are wrong. <laughs> a requel. <laughs> <laughs> a goddamn requel. Well, just in case you're wondering about the ranking, Steve, requel would have been a close second. It good, would, if, good. I you know, typically better. on award shows they don't do that. They don't announce the seconds, but but yes, we do requel. what we want on yeah. the trivia awards. It was only behind by a couple points, right? Next category for the movie awards is shit that got real. Oh man, this is this shit got so real, Ronald. It was so real, guys. Ma and Jack attempt to escape from Old Nick in room. A father-son chat between Han and Ben Solo in Star Wars The Force Awakens. Benicio Del Toro interrupts a family dinner in Sicario. Samuel L. Jackson tells Bruce Dern a fireside story in The Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight. Cannibal cavemen kill their next meal in Bone Tomahawk. Oh, no. That never sounds good. No, not at all. And the Schmovie Award goes to... Benicio del Toro interrupts dinner in Sicario. 
<laughs> this food just interrupted me reading this reward show. Like a real. Um, yeah, so that did do, that was definitely real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That shit got realer than real. Mm, Benicio, man, that scene was... Wow. Since, oh, go sorry. ahead. <laughs> this next category, most tears jerked by a single film. Why did I say that like a question? Most tears jerked by a single film. And the nominees are Inside Out, Room, Star Wars The Force Awakens, Creed, and Love and Mercy. And the winner is... I'm going to make people wait for these answers. Well, it's to build suspense. (laughs) (laughs) This is our first movie schmovie. This is the first uh, fourth annual schmovie awards tie. Ooh. Room and Love and Mercy tie. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. It is. Mm Mm-hmm. It's great movies. Now, Ronald, you mentioned, after the ballots were closed, you mentioned Beasts of No Nation. Mm-hmm. Which did get me. Yeah, man. I still haven't seen that. You haven't seen that one yet? I still need to see that, man. It's a good watch, man. But you have to be kind of up there, mood-wise, because it'll bring you down a couple nights. That's what I remember you guys saying No, it drags you through it, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think both these movies, uh, that one, Room and Love and Mercy, they're different in terms of the way that they got at your emotions. Love and Mercy was much more, like, stealthy Mm. to me. Yeah, me too. Like, it snuck up on me how much it was affecting me. Whereas with Room, the subject matter is so fraught that you kind of you almost don't look forward to watching a film like that yeah. and so it can be so surprising that it's actually enjoyable but i felt like room for me was just punctuated by these moments of just being like overcome with the emotion of trying to reconcile what i was seeing on screen with 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 something in real life that is more universal than what the characters were going through right, and i right. thought that was really really strong stuff yeah i feel like with love and mercy it was very it was very stealthy you were you're pretty accurate with that like and that was the one where I feel like I left the theater and I was still like really <laughs> emotional. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned when I was talking about the year end, like whenever every time I hear the God Only Knows song, oh yeah, yeah. like it, that at that culmination <laughs> of the movie, like it just like that's where I kind of lost it, and it just I kept thinking about just just their story and the songs and the and like the the, the his genius and like just the process that you saw and like performances were so good, like I just I was so affected by by that emotionally. Um, which surprised me a lot, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, some other movies on the list, like, I kind of, you know, like, the whole, like, an Inside Out creed, like, overcoming. Like, there's these, there's these, these movies have, like, these moments you must look for. Like, maybe it swells to a point. Yeah. I didn't really go into a, a Brian Wilson biopic thinking I was going to, like, cry. Yeah. Right. And it definitely got me, so, yeah. Now, the next one would have been uh, uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Which I, th- I love that we all rank that one pretty highly. Um, I feel like it's like an odd one, but it is true that like there was there was a different kind. Like I was very emotional during that film, you know. But I don't know that the, outside like of a couple, yeah, movie, just a yes, general state yes. of being like on the edge of like gasping or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But then there's some things that 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 hit a little bit harder too, you yeah. know. Especially the second time I saw it, I feel like certain things really hit harder the second yeah, yeah. time I saw Star Wars. They really did. We haven't spent enough time talking about The Force Awakens on this podcast, though. So let's just spend another hour or so. All right, our next award, our next exciting schmovie award is the... It's a new award for the ceremony. <laughs> this is the Creepazoid of the Year Award. 
And the nominees, uh, and I guess maybe we haven't really been describing these 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 films, but I guess it's pretty obvious that when we say Creepers Rate of the Year uh, Award, what we mean is a, a character who really stood out as a, a, just made your skin crawl, just made you feel not right with the world watching this character. Right. So the nominees are Sean Bridgers as Old Nick in Room. Paul Giamatti, a, a creepazoid perennial, I would say, as uh, Dr. Eugene Landy in Love and Mercy. Adam Driver as Kylo Ren in Star Wars The Force Awakens. And Coitus Turtle as himself in Creed. <laughs> now, if you've seen Creed, I have a feeling you know who Coitus Turtle what is. What a creep. <laughs> but if you, if you haven't seen Creed, you might be wondering what we're talking about. But Coitus Turtle is a... There's a there's one like sort of Randy scene in that film where where Adonis, Randy, all right. Adonis Creed oh, yeah. is is getting a little on the couch and the camera pans over to show the reaction of a, a really a really creepy sexually charged turtle mm-hmm. <laughs> and we theorize that maybe he appears whenever there's coitus about to happen and that's why that he got sense. the name coitus turtle so perhaps it's no surprise that the winner of Creepers Weight of the Year <laughs> award is coitus turtle as himself <laughs> in Creed. <laughs> I want to see him pop up in more films. What I was thinking was, um, I wonder if what if when Ryan Coogler, who directed Creed, goes on to do Black Panther, what if what if Coitus Turtle pops up in Black Panther? I'll oh, be I'll watching. Yeah. Wow, that'd be cool. I just hope that, Ryan Coogler seems like a smart guy. So my thought is, a good director when he's got something good, he knows he's got something good, and he wants to use it in more than one film, like David O. Russell and Jennifer Lawrence, that right. kind of thing. You know, so Coitus Turtle. Hopefully, he'll come back. You know, what I was thinking. I think we we should have had somebody else on the on the nominee ballot. Who? The guy from Creep. <laughs> oh yeah, Joseph from Creep. Oh, Martin oh, Fosh character. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, check it out. It's Creep. good. You're right about that though. All right. So this is a this is a tandem category that I'm going to go through right now. That's this right. is going to start off with the best attempt at a horror flick for 2015, and the nominees are The Visit. Krampus, Bone Tomahawk, It Follows, and The Hallow. Hmm. And the winner. <laughs> I'm just watching John. Like He's like he's really into finding out who this wins. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> he was really excited. He was waiting anxiously. He's like, oh, I, I, I keep wait, to, waiting for... I'm supposed to write it down. I keep waiting for Price or Schmooper to help out with this. But I guess it's just Walker House that has to do all the uh, work. No surprise here, folks. It Follows. It Follows was one of the two films in tonight's ceremony to receive a perfect score. Oh, of wow. Three. oh wow. That means we all three put it as our number one. It's great movie. Great movie. The next category. Oh, no, I got one more. Oh. One more. It's a tandem category. This oh. is where I tag in the weakest attempt. Oh. You see what we do? We go with the best uh, and then the not so best. This is going to go. The weakest attempt at a horror <laughs> flick for 2015. Nominees are The Gallows, Insidious 3, Poltergeist, and Sinister 2. And the winner, if you will, yes. of the worst, weakest, or the weakest attempt at a horror flick is Insidious 3. Oh my god. Which is kind of surprising to me. <laughs> I picked that. It's pretty bad. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So I'll be honest, I didn't see Insidious 3. Really? really? I felt funny putting it on the ballot, not having seen it, but I was wondering what was it that made it so nothing, so bad, so I had it I had it second to worst, but in, Insidious in general is a franchise that I'm not a big very big fan of, but the first one 
was very good. I mean, like for for what it was, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I, I didn't, it's a dimi- it, it's like a really good example of diminishing returns. Like, yeah, it's like the sequel. It creeped me out. Well, I feel like the first as the gone. first one has that one great moment to me in the with the bassinet and the thing or whatever standing is that insidious yeah yeah that part sticks in my mind yeah i remember being very down on insidious when i was watching it mm. but i don't remember i don't know if like i've seen so many shit horror films in recent years <laughs> if i went back and watched it now if i wouldn't be like because now it's like since i saw that film i've grown to really like rose byrne and mm. things like that and who's right. the husband in that patrick, is it wilson. patrick wilson who i also have really yeah. grown to like so in that sense, I wonder if maybe I would see that now and think, oh, okay, you know, it's got more to offer maybe than I should. thought. But Patrick Wilson should be in more stuff. I don't see him in enough. Like, did movies. you watch Fargo, season two? No. Oh man, man, so good. If you like Patrick Wilson, I mean, like I thought Patrick Wilson was Damn. okay, but after Fargo season two, I'm now like wanting to everybody keeps rewatch how amazing season two is. That's great. God damn it! I have them both on my plex, so I need to. Have you finished the first one? Uh, I'm only a couple episodes in. I feel like they're You're both great. You're yourself. They're both great. I'm the second season may be better than the first in some ways, but I don't know that it's... It's not dramatically better. It's just different. It's got a different scope yeah. to it. Oh, man. But if, if especially if, you've, if you're up to date on your Cohen films, there's so many little references and little... Okay. You know, but not... I don't want to suggest that like that's the reason to watch, but it is neat how much they did their homework with all oh, the yeah. little the little visual cues that are going to make you think of a particular Cohen okay. Brothers movie. Well, yeah, have them, have them up there. I need to, I need to watch them. Watch those happen, suckers. Okay. So the next category is Fuck That Movie. And now you remember, you know how it goes. As you read the nominees, Ronald, you you have to say "fuck that movie" with passion okay. after you say the name of the film. <laughs> All right. So and I, I I as make putting this category together, I never know why a movie ends up on this list. Mm. I just think these are all movies that it would be fun to hear you say the movie's name and then fuck that movie. Okay. First one, Ted Two. <laughs> fuck that movie. I don't know if you enunciated the movie <laughs> name enough. What was it? Ted Two. All right. Fuck that movie. Hateful Eight. <laughs> Fuck that movie. The Good Dinosaur. <laughs> fuck that movie. Fantastic Four. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron. Fuck that movie. Steve Jobs. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Sean the Sheep. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Got nothing against Steve or Sean. <laughs> no. Nothing against those guys. And the winner... For the fuck that movie award, the most fucked film. The most fucked film is Ted Two. Yep, quite possibly one of the worst movies I've seen in a very long time. Fuck that movie. Now I feel like we've talked about Seth oh. MacFarlane un- enough recently on the show. Yeah. But what like was it just box office that got this film a sequel? Is that the only reason Ted Two exists? Because I don't uh, understand. Yeah, it seems definitely. like an odd fit for a. Didn't it come out in the height of summer and stuff too? Like mm-hmm. was it? It didn't do that well, did it? It made a lot of money. It, it did. did? Yeah. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, for what they Fuck make that movie. What, what they make the movies for, like those movies aren't big budget movies, you know. Mm. They're comedies right, with right. some CGI, but yeah, it definitely didn't do the numbers that the first one did. I don't know if there's gonna be a Ted three, but they still make so much money. I sure hope it's not. so bad. Damn. I don't think that 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 movie just still does not reach the level of. Uh, I don't even know what that one was called. The West one he made. Oh, oh yeah, million ways. Million ways down the West, man. Sheesh. That, just was, that, was, that was a nice awful. level for me. 
What was it that was so bad? I mean, was it just that it was all that attempt at being funny and it just wasn't funny? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. It was like a Naked Gun movie with zero humor in it. Like, it, it had zero. It's like a combination of, yeah. like, scary movie humor with, yeah. with yeah, Naked like Gun. That satire. Just, yeah. It's just parody we killed the, the miss thinsters dude yeah. i think they won yeah they're gone oh there's there's like half a cookie wedged in the it was really good um <laughs> yeah i don't know that and i kind of feel the same thing about like a lot of comedies recently i feel like we were talking about with with zoolander like zoolander 2 the jokes feel so desperate and dated mm-hmm. like and Daddy's i feel like a lot of his comp- a lot of his comedy is that like yeah. in, at least in his movies i mean i used to be into some of his tv series but like the movies that I've seen him do, the comedy is so like cheap, and and I guess that's where his money, it's where he makes his money. But yeah, I don't know. The, the Million Ways to Die was like a huge, huge miss. Mm-hmm. But but it didn't. It it was a flop. It too. flopped huge. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yep. So that's all. That's as it should be, right? As it should be. <laughs> wow. This next award is another new award. The first time to be featured on the Schmovies. Uh, can we call them the Schmovies? The the, the Schmovie Awards. This category is the Don't Even Award. This is given to the protagonist that you don't even want to start with. These uh, cont- the the nominees were rated uh, from baddest ass to mildest ass, and the winner. Well, I guess I should read the nominees first, shouldn't I? <laughs> I go. With that. I'm like the fumbling person at the ceremony. He's like, <laughs> this is so it's so confusing, isn't it? I can't see the paper. Can't see. What's the paper. it say? The nominees are for the Don't Even Award: Imperator Furiosa from Mad Max Fury Road. Steve Jobs from Steve Jobs, Adonis Creed from Creed, and Ray, last name withheld till at least December 2017, from <laughs> Star Wars The Force Awakens. And the winner of the coveted first ever Don't Even Award is Imperator Furiosa from Mad Max Fury Road. Again, as it should be. Imperator Furiosa couldn't be here tonight. So her award will be accepted by Ronald James. Well, thank you. <laughs> Ronald, care to say anything um, on behalf of the Imperator? I love her work, uh, and I hope she keeps kicking ass. Yes. And there's another Max, Mad Max story. Well, you know, they're supposed Max to Mad. they're supposed to be another one, but there's no real word that that Furiosa will be and part no. of it. How do you me. feel about that? Because part of me says that's the way Mad Max movies have always been. Mm-hmm. They don't rehash characters except for Mad Max himself. But when she was such a strikingly strong part of the movie, like, what do you think would be more true to the series to say she won't be in the next one or to say, let's let's bring this strong character into another film? I think they should bring her into another film. I mean, I, I guess... Does she just have... need her own movie? Yeah, I would, I would watch the hell out of that. I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily focus on her. If she shows up for a couple of minutes up like that, yeah. she doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, the main character mm-hmm. the way that she was in this one, the last one. I mean, I do like the idea of these disconnected stories where Max just stumbles onto a world and gets caught oh, up in yeah. it. But I, I think, I mean, that almost goes against the grain of the way they do these franchise films now, which is you look at what worked in one and you try to capitalize on it for the next one. And if you were doing that in this case, you would definitely be saying, let's get, let's get Charlize Theron back to play this character. So right. I don't know. It almost seems like a gamble to do another Mad Max movie and not, not have that character uh, yeah. in it. How do you feel, Steve? Do you think I, they should I, or shouldn't? I think she should be in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Like, break from tradition and just yeah. Why? Why not? Yeah. You know, like everything in that movie works. So why yeah. why break off half of it just to see if it can stand alone? Like either of their halves. You know, like you don't need to have a standalone film for one or the other. I, yeah. If it works, just see where it goes. 
I mean, I was in all the way for both characters. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, as much as I would think that she could carry a film, and I would love to see them continue with that tradition just because, I also don't want everything to have to spin off into a universe of films. Absolutely. Just be one straight franchise, I'm fine with that. So if that's the case, then I would rather rather see her again than not. But Agreed. All right, next category. The It's Not a Party Without Hardy Award. This award's given to an actor with nice lips... Who either doesn't talk much in movies, or does in fact talk, but more so sounds like he's chewing on beef jerky or something. <laughs> and the nominees. Nay, the nominee is Mr. Tom Hardy. And that is all. <laughs> and, and the winner, this is the most anticipated one, I think. Like I think so too. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop the press. <laughs> Somehow, some way, with one option, Price Walker House Smoopers has just informed me that the winner of this award is inconclusive. It's inconclusive. I don't. <laughs> wow. <sighs> wow. It's embarrassing. It's, I feel like this happens every year that we're inconclusive on one of these awards. But this is. This oh, is. No. It's almost like a running joke, Ronald. Oh, it's man. weird. Uh, <laughs> some might say. <laughs> All right, and well, guys, uh, do we? Can, does anyone want to like go get a drum and roll it so that we can have some excitement for this next award? <laughs> this is our last one. <laughs> I feel like this this episode always flies. It does. It does. Even if we try to slow it down with tangents, we right. we, we don't. It goes really quick. Yeah. It's one of those stealthy awards. We just kind of. Yeah. This, this is what you need to know. You know what? I, I rather than feeling like this is this is like a an anemic episode of Movie Schmovie, I should think of it as like this is a really brisk award show. Yeah. Most award shows really punish you. And you they're know? bloated and they run long. And With their celebrities kiss. and Who their performances yeah. and Not their necessary. exciting entertainment. Plenty of that yeah. here. They don't have anybody eating caramel popcorn while they talk. And to note, all bags of snacks are gone. Gone. P- timed perfectly with right. you bringing it home. Our final award. The sm- the smoothiest. Why do I say smoothiest? <laughs> the smoothest award. Uh, the film we love that the, the Academy don't. Which is unfortunate, because they're pieces of shit. Now, the nominees are Star Wars, The Force Awakens, directed by J.J. Abrams. No, you have to say, J.J. Abrams, director. Okay. <laughs> what We Do in the Shadows, Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi, directors. Love and Mercy, Bill Pollard, director. Sicario, Dennis Villanueva, director. Creed, Ryan Coogler, director. And the winner is... Feel the excitement. Can you feel... Okay, and the winner is... Sicario! Nice. The other recipient of a perfect score. That's the other one. I'll put it number one. Very good. I like it. It was goddamn ridiculous. But I think it's interesting that that is a film that we all really liked. That we kind of talked about it a little, but it's like it got moved past. But I think it keeps coming up. I mean, we keep referring to it. Yeah. It's interesting how good... That yeah. movie was like. What do you think made made Sicario such a what, what made it the so schmooviest? What made it the schmooviest, Steve? It's just such a gorgeous film, really well acted, really intriguing story, mm-hmm. and I think that for a movie that isn't like as I guess fast paced, sexy as some of the other nominees or some of the other films that we talked about, mm. I can I think I speak for all of us when I can say that like we were very tense 
and oh, yeah. and awaiting the next movement in this story mm-hmm. from the start to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, there are characters that you really kind of feel like you're seeing this world through the eyes of, like Emily Blunt's character, and you kind of experience it the way that she does, even with her being like a, you know, distinguished employee of, of you know, the of the department that she's in. I just think it was kind of just that snapshot of something that is very scary, mm-hmm. very real, and happens to happen. It, it, it happens to be happening right now. Right. Yeah. And that is very frightening. And like the scene that we nominated earlier. Yes. With, with it also had the, scene, the moment where shit got th- the realist. That that scene is is a pretty real scary scene. Oh yeah. Um. And uh, but just to, re- to to say it again, like a gorgeous movie. Yeah. Like you're shooting in a desert. You know, on the border towns, you know, like showing the life, showing the people and then the absence of life in people, you know, just across like the vast deserts and like what it looks like at night and like that sunset shot that they had in the Academy Reel for its nominee, for uh, Deacon's nomination. It's rare to be watching a film, for me anyway, that is like beautifully shot and to be thinking about how beautiful it is while I'm watching it. In a way that doesn't take me out of the movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like some movies look really great, and you're going, "Wow, this movie looks good," but some part of you, there's a butt attached to that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't mean your pelvis where your butt should be attached, <laughs> yeah. or but, your balls, yeah, right? <laughs> your butt little, balls. Little, uh, your butt balls. Yes. If you listen to last week, you know that uh, my theory is, and I think there's nobody that can contradict it, is that all the characters in Star Wars, including the females, have testicles hanging off of their butt cheeks. That makes and I don't sense. think anybody. We'll can just prove continue me wrong. to believe that yeah, right. until yeah. the no next reason episode to, proves it wrong. No exactly. reason to doubt it. But um, I just feel like it's rare. You know, it's like they say that good editing is editing you don't notice. Right. And I yeah, think sometimes absolutely. photography is the same way. That if you're marveling at the beauty of the shot, you might not be paying attention to the film. But with Sicario, it went hand in hand. I was enjoying the story and sucked into it. But when it came to something like the shot you just mentioned, Steve, where the, the there's a they all kind of are walking along and they kind of disappear below the horizon line and you see their silhouettes. And it's also crisp and the colors are... So, you just know that was a shot that they found the right spot and they found yeah. the right light. But we're so accustomed to like all these computer-assisted shots to just see a simple shot of silhouettes disappearing over a hill at sunset. It's got this weird poetry to it that kind yeah. of hypnotizes you. Yeah. And I think that was a movie. I think you're right, Steve. I think the craft behind just the way the movie was presented pushed it up into that next level. And we've all grown to be big fans of of uh, the director too. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, totally. And Emily Blunt. Yeah, I mean, there's just, yeah, Benicio, and Josh Brolin. Josh yeah, Brolin. we're yeah. fans of that film all around. People mm-hmm. involved, inside and outside of the scene. So, um, I so wish what, it would have gotten more love. I was about I don't to know. say what, what I don't know what went wrong there. I don't know. I time, I don't know time of year release definitely maybe is a factor. I don't, it felt like it's a also, prestige it, film though that came out at the right time for that type. Of, I mean it, I remember, but, but it's like it's like one of those I don't know man. It's kind of like it's kind of like why why did traffic get noticed and like a movie like this would not in terms of subject matter. Yeah, you know like yeah. it, it's that it, it's it's kind of like that, this weird gray line of like. Is it is it too much about like the violence and not the actual system of like where where the not, well, what am I trying to say too much of like the violence and not like how the problem is affecting right. people like traffic was a little more about that yeah. you know like people like redemption stories too this yeah. didn't really have that right it, it didn't have the nice at the end of it man. yeah you're absolutely right people love that like oh at the end it was like what the fuck just happened I yeah. love that man. Yeah. And I think that more movies should... People want to see the movie where Emily Blunt's character becomes a badass and somehow gets the best right. of the situation rather than being a, the, the situation getting the best of her. Right. I think you're right. Or people want to see the movie where Benicio Del Toro's character, his quest for vengeance is more, like, rootable. Yeah. Right. 
and he doesn't have to go so far yeah. for it. Or they want to see the movie where Josh Brolin is like a lovable rogue and not this guy who's like, you know, a professional killer of sorts who who just yeah. has developed a thick skin. I think you're right. I think there's a lot of ways this movie was like more difficult in a sense. But I found it so enjoyable to watch and it so was. so well made. I, I don't know. It's just funny to me that you know, every now and then I'm fine with... I, I like a redemption story, too. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I'm fine with a movie every now and then that doesn't go down that, that traditional route. So, yeah. yeah, so anybody that hasn't seen Sicario at this point... Yeah. Please see it. Yeah, shame on you for waiting so long. But you've been officially told, stamp of approval. If you go look at this at your local store when it comes on Blu-ray or DVD, yeah. mm-hmm. it will have our seal on it. We are now... Yeah. It we, may be peeling off, yeah, but... <laughs> we are now going around. We're hitting all the places we can. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. trying every hard copy. In fact, I'll just go ahead and say it. Our goal, <laughs> this podcast <laughs> goal, is for every hard copy on sale in the country of America, some call it. Of America. <laughs> <laughs> should have a homemade and home-printed... Movie schmovie seal of approval sticker stuck on it. We're, we're we're doing it. We're hitting it town by town right now. Mm-hmm. We're focused on the Baltimore area, but we will be moving out into other regions. We will put. We may even put together street teams. So anybody listening out there that maybe wants to go be a part of our our, our street team, that would Just, be good. All you have to do is go. We do require inkjet printers. We yes. don't use laser printers. <laughs> we do not. Only inkjet. <laughs> yes. And if the toner is like running out and it's starting to fade a little bit, all the better because to me that says. That's that. That's that homemade schmovie touch. That's that authentic. Yeah, it's got that's that, what you, you expect know. from movie schmovie. It's got that flavor that we just bring. Yeah, we bring oh, yeah. to the table like that mm-hmm. little bit of ink missing. Yep, shows you that we really went that much further to make this happen for you. Yeah, it's all about how genuine it is. And so, the sticker says, it "Comes from the heart." Schmovie likes it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what it. it says. That's it. I don't know how. You, or, but... <laughs> or it could be that, or we could maybe work in like the Gahead. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Schmovie likes it, and underneath that, Gahead. I don't know. I don't think there's anyone that would be. Because <laughs> you know, if you ever look, I don't at think there's sometime... anyone that would be confused by that sticker. Well, no, because in a moment, like you know, the kids at the Red Box, he's like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this yeah. movie with Emily Blunt. But then he sees the sticker. Then one of us dashes through real quick and <laughs> sticks a sticker on there. <laughs> and he's like, oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Any doubt that yeah. I had has been satisfied. Right, right. Uh, and then he rents it and he loves it. That's how it works. I was a fool to ever doubt this movie, he says. <laughs> Never again. Never again. And then eventually, you know, they start looking for the label. They don't mm-hmm. even need to know what movies are called right. or what's even coming out. They just go and look for the label. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm promising people that probably by the time you're listening to this we will be considered like the new criterion yeah exactly it happens really fast yeah except they waste time producing and actually printing and publishing quality we find films that are already out there and we put a homemade (laughs) sticker on them that's just what we do it just allows us to get to market a lot quicker (laughs) yep and uh we just go for the gusto yeah yep yep and it it works this movie likes it So, guys, good good episode. Yeah, I think so. Fourth annual, man. This Action is just getting better and better every year. That's some good snacking some and awesome, some good recognition. Awesome snacks, yeah. awesome accolades, mm-hmm. and uh, kudos, if you will. Kudos. I, I should have brought some kudos. We could remember the kudos bars. Yeah, yeah. we should have worked that into we it. We could oh. have. We could do a thing where we have a kudo and we like. But what you what you used to do was like. Th- Remember at work, you would yes, throw the kudo throwing. to someone? So we would have to like just throw them across the room yeah. at the movies yeah. that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually an, an alternative to that. the seal of approval. I, if, like you're looking at a box and we throw a kudo at you. Someone throws a kudo bar at you. <laughs> you get hit or it hits a box, that's the one you should be picking mm-hmm. up. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. com. Find us on Facebook. Like us. Um, follow us. Comment on us when we post out. Status is looking for su- suggestions or questions for upcoming episodes. 
And probably most importantly, if you use iTunes or whichever podcast system you use to listen or stream or download um, the episodes that we put out, if you can subscribe, if you can rate, star, share Do it. on whatever social media you use, it, uh, it absolutely helps and it's, it's much appreciated. And um, yeah, so keep doing that. And if you're not, start doing that. Yes, sir. Please do. Um, and as always, you've made our day. Take care. Bye. That was good. Man. It was. That was good. I had an idea for a format that I wanted to do. Yeah, that's